welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning again, everybody, and welcome to the show, the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. November 19th, week 11 of the NFL, with the full slate of, well, not a full slate of games, I guess the, uh, there's bye weeks. Yeah, still bye, bye weeks. Bye teams, but there's pretty much a full slate of of NFL farm team games this weekend, <laughs> starting today. Actually, started Tuesday. Tuesday. With, with a lot of action going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Great show for you today. We got news and notes, Fantasy Girl. We have sports investing. We have all your must starts and don't bother so you can get your, your, your lineups ready for this weekend. And then I need to, well, I thought I was going to need to apologize to Dave Beyer. Oh, I think you should. You really think I should? Yeah, I think just for the hell of it. Okay, well, um, this week in the in the Glutton's Guillotine League, you know, we had our, our blind wave waiver wire bids. <laughs> And he picked up Christian Watson. What a dumb thing to do. <laughs> well, Thursday he, he sends me a text and he, he says, uh, so so be honest with me. You know, because we're we're playing against, you know, theoretically. Why I'm still people, in, he's why still do in. people always start their conversation with <laughs> what do you, what do you be honest with lie me? to you? Yeah, yeah. It's like no, no, you, could you just lie to me just once? Oh, okay. So he, he says, Do I start Christian Watson? <laughs> now I have to admit that I, I rolled him back, not taking the time to do my due diligence and look at his roster and find out, you know, should he play Christian Watson? I just thought generically, like, no, there's no way you play Christian Watson. He's, you're not, you don't want to chase points from last week. That's our big thing. Mm-hmm. How many times do we say that? All the time. Don't chase points. At, well, let's see, it's week 11, so at least 11 times. <laughs> And then I said, you know, Randall Cobb's back. Al Lazard is healthy. So, I mean, he's not going to get as much action as he did last week. Or Maction. Exactly. But then, of course, two touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, not a lot of yards, but two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I mean, enough yards. Yeah. But so I I felt bad because he was texting me back like, what? Here, here, this but, what? Here, but here's the thing: if somebody has to ask you, that's their own fault, right? I mean, and then then we're at our little production meeting this morning. I'm going, you know, I should actually look at his roster and see what he has. Okay, I was going to apologize. I'm not apologizing. That's right. I am not apologizing <laughs> because, in the great words of whoever wrote this song, I was right. Exactly. So he's got on his roster. Okay, you ready for this? Are you sitting? <laughs> Devontae Adams. This is a starting Start, lineup. Starter. Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. Where are you gonna put Christian Watson? Exactly. So no, I'm not apologizing. I'm not sorry. And I'm also not apologizing for winning the bid for Jonathan Taylor against you. <laughs> when you go and you blow $49 on Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. Yeah. And then you're sad because I got the best running back of the three out of you. <laughs> yeah, if he'd, if he'd have put half the bid that he put in for either, those two yeah, guys. Yeah, he would have won. He would have won, so. But, oh. So there, there's our little guillotine league talk. Unless you got more to add in there. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was hilarious that that somebody called that somebody called you and asked you, and then yeah, <laughs> shit. I don't think I would on my roster. I wouldn't have played Christian Watson. Well, I mean, it was the only thing going for him is that um, Tennessee is not good against the pass, right? You know, but in, in reality. Looking at his roster, who he has on his roster, you wouldn't you wouldn't start him, right? So that's that. Any other questions, comments, concerns? You can feel free to 
email them to us on our mission barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. And you can do that. You can, you can have two windows open on your computer. I've learned this. Okay. One can be your email account where you can email questions. The other one can actually be the charity fantasy football podcast website. There you go. CFFpodcast.com. See where you can look at things and it's too, it's, it's just too easy. I know. Steve Jobs was, or not Steve Jobs, <laughs> Bill Gates was thinking of us. Well, Steve Jobs too, probably. Well, I don't like yeah. Steve Jobs. No, no. He wears I, all black. Never trust a guy in a mock neck. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so true. <laughs> so true. And if you don't want to do it via the email, you can always use our Mountain Dew Spark fan line, which we found out today. Mountain Dew Spark is going to be a permanent flavor for Mountain Dew. I was going to see if you were going to bring that up. But, oh. but beyond that being a permanent flavor. They have a new one. They're, well, they're going to make a permanent uh, seasonal one that apparently huge. One of the most popular Mountain Dew flavors that they've tried is going to be made permanent also. Isn't it weird that it's one of their most popular flavors and they hadn't made it permanent up to this point? Yeah. That's just weird. Keep them wanting more. And I and like I said at uh, at our meeting, you, you morning, haven't tried it. Yet. I have never tried it. I I don't know if I've tried it either. Mountain Dew Pitch Dark, Pitch Black, Pitch Black, Pitch Black. Coming back. That's what, I mean permanently. I think it's going to be interesting. I got to try it. Yeah. What What is it? Do we Do we know what the it's something flavor berry profile? from what I was reading? Something Some, Something dark. Dark berry flavors. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Dude, I, I I don't know. I'm going to have to try it. I mean. I, <laughs> well, I, of course you will. I got it now. It's like. I mean, you you, you tried the goji berry. Yeah, that's crap. true. Too. That's true, too. <laughs> have you done the, the KFC one yet? The the Mountain Lightning? I have, or, I have not found it anywhere. It's only a KFC. But I mean, do they sell it on the fountain there? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's their it's their Taco Bell Baja Blast okay. that, that they haven't screwed up and it's gotten what, on. It's peach flavored. It's right? a pe- like a peach. It's supposed to. It looks like sweet tea, but it's got like a peach tea flavorish type thing to it. Uh, it, it sounds scary to me. But it's very sweet. Um, I was not a big fan. But anyways, like I said, use the Mountain Dew Spark fan line four one four five two zero eight two four nine for your voicemail and text message questions. Do we need to talk about anything about Aaron Rodgers? We didn't really, we didn't have our little weekly back and forth with you, me, and Dan during the game this week. No, I that's was wondering true. maybe maybe Wade's working late. No, no, I was watching. I was sitting there watching. I, just, I was. I'm gonna let the kids bicker. Well, no, I was sitting there watching and more in disgust than anything else, and just disappointment, and I just let it wash over me. And like I said, I like I said at our meeting this morning, I am worried. That if the Packers either trade or trade Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers re- retires, we might find out that uh, these last three years, the Packers' success was all due to Aaron Rodgers because I have a feeling Matt LaFleur is not going to end up being the coach that everybody thinks he is. That, I mean, like, like I said, I, I fairly question his ability because there's no... There seems to be no imagination. You can, I will say this, I can see in spots where he's doing his offense. Right. And the the fact that they're doing the running more is in line with what he did in Tennessee and it's what he wants to do. But the imagination of the, of the play calling and the, the play designs themselves, Mm -hmm. I see, I see, seem to think like last year, and the year before, there were a lot more like jet sweeps and l- just little things like that 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 were and and they ran into jet, jet or kind of a, a oddball jet sweep for the two point conversion, right? But you don't see it nearly <clears throat> as much as you used to. And I'm like, I don't understand why they, if that's his offense, why are they going away from it? Right. But I think I I think the Packers have played better the last two games now that Aaron is yes. under center, and they're not. They're not running the stupid RPOs. They're running play action. Right. So then when you go to pass the ball, it, it actually it's works. It's like a run play. Yeah, it actually works. Yeah. yeah. Instead of the RPO where you're just running or passing out of the same formation. It's like big whoop-de-doo. Well, I, I think Matt LaFleur let let his 
problems out into the public last week. That was stupid. After Dallas. That's the biggest problem I have with him as a coach, where he takes he takes responsibility for everything. It's not all your fault. Well, I think this kind of is, because the last few months, you know, everybody's been harping on Rodgers, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're changing all the plays, you're changing this, you're changing that. And he's like, no, I have been this, this season, I've been going pretty much off of the pl- plays that are being called. That's what I'm running. The, the, the problem is, is those plays, those, like the I said, plays the, are not very good. Those RPOs. Yeah. It's just, no. So it all went back to the whole thing where he went on the sideline last week and uh, was bitching with, with Matt LaFleur in the fourth quarter when uh, there was what a minute 38 left to play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they were tied at 28 and then they ran two running plays and threw an incomplete pass. Yeah. Packers punted the ball away. And Rodgers ran to the sideline and was bitching and bitching and bitching. And uh, who was the guy? USA Today's Ryan Wood was asking the, the question about, uh, so what were you talking about on the sidelines? What what <laughs> what were you upset about? What were you so mad about? And, and Rodgers answered, just every single play call probably. <laughs> Felt like we were 30 yards from winning the game in regulation. And then Lafleur was asked later, and this is where Lafleur kind of let it slip. Yeah, was asked about the end of the fourth quarter and the exchange between himself and Rodgers, and and shouldered the brunt of the blame for how the end of regulation was handled. Indecision. <laughs> That's going to be his middle name, Matt Indecision Lafleur. When he was asked about the conservative play calling, he goes. He continued. A lot of times when we get in those situations, we give Aaron a lot of freedom to run the show. Today. He does a great job with it. So hindsight is twenty twenty. That's on me. It should have never gotten to that point. No, exactly. They shouldn't have needed overtime. It should have never gotten to the point. Like 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 the great one said, we were thirty yards from from a field goal attempt. Now, would Pusley Crosby have made the field goal? That's a great question. Who knows? Yeah, that that's I, I and they have the funny thing is they have another kicker on the uh, on the roster. Yeah. I think he kicked off. He kicked in uh, he New does England. The kickoffs, right? He did it in New England, I think. Yeah. He can't be any worse, <laughs> right? I mean, it, unless he is. And if I, he I don't, is worse. Why is he on the roster? What happened to Crosby where he can't even kick it to the end zone? Well, I mean, he. I'm going to tell you, he is old. He's he's old guy. He's got back problems, right? Oh, okay. So I mean, that I can understand, but how you miss. Well, I shouldn't say this because I couldn't kick the ball to save my life. <laughs> I can barely walk. But, but you're also not getting paid to do it either. So, right. Well, you know. But enough of that. It's time for the news. Can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. That's right. <laughs> I am concerned. Well, I was concerned. I was like, is the Bills Mafia getting soft? Oh, yes. We can't play a game because it's too much snow. <laughs> we can't throw ourselves through a table because there's too much snow. <laughs> Let's go to Detroit. Like, come on, two to three feet of snow. You guys deal with this every season. Right, that's true, too. But then find out today, what are they up to? How many inches? Six. It was 60. As of 10 o'clock last night, it was 61 inches so that's that's five and a half feet and that's in two days yeah so that's yeah five feet so the bills will be moving their game against cleveland to detroit so it'll be a bills home game in detroit now i i'm going to take back my uh um, criticism that i was about to deal out and say okay five feet in two days that's a hell of a lot of snow (laughs) that's a lot so maybe it is better to move that game to Detroit. I no. still don't like it. No, I feel like we're turning into what was the Los Angeles where what, what where they the, have a roof over the fucking stadium uh, and they had to postpone the game for a little while because it was raining out. And I say it's in Los Angeles for oh, God's sake. Christ, what um what was the the Wednesday was a Wednesday or Thursday night uh, college game? Oh, uh, Central Michigan versus Western Michigan. Yes, where they were playing in the snow. Yes, 
It was the best. You couldn't see the yard lines. You, they had to stop at one point to shovel the lines. You could see well, them. I'm like, oh. although although I was I I threw away five dollars because prior to knowing that there was going to be snow there, oh. I bet on the over. Oh, that, so yeah, that would that go. hurt me. Uh. But it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, but it always is. The snow the snow globe games are always fun. Yes. But in other news, Cooper Cup last week. Mm. Left Sunday's game in the second half with an ankle injury. Now, the injury did look pretty bad, and and Cup will be placed on the IR list after he underwent surgery this last week. Boom. And it was a, they, they said a high ankle sprain. Yeah, there must have been more to it, though. I mean, you, you don't do surgery on a high ankle sprain, do you? I, I've never heard of it. It's always, it, oh, he's out for four to six weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this is also a huge loss for the Rams, who will, will now have very little on the offensive side of the ball other than, get ready for this, Tyler Higby. Oh, well, there you go. He's, <laughs> who a, is, he's a stud. Who is the most targeted player on the Rams team when the offense is struggling, kind of like the Packers' leading receiver, but big Bobby Tunyon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the sports talk guys are, are telling you that he's only going to miss four weeks, but... <laughs> I'm going to warn fantasy owners to prepare for something a little longer. You don't go through ankle surgery and then return in four weeks. I that's I don't believe that's going to happen. I, I heard somebody say he was he was going to be done for the year. I mean, yeah, I can't. The, the Rams are going to be out of it anyway. So, in another injury, the Cardinals Zach Ertz was carted off the field with an apparent knee injury during the first quarter of Week Ten. Ertz, another guy expected to be done for the season. Yeah. Which means dynasty owners uh, who selected Trey McBride in their drafts this season should finally get to see a big increase in action for him. If he can act, yeah. If he can actually play, yeah. I wonder if both of his moms will be at, this, at the games. <laughs> what? What's so funny? Nothing, nothing. No. Nothing's funny. It's family, family <laughs> section, right? Yeah, exactly. Mom, mom, you want to come to the game? <laughs> So they're did, already did, did he stutter? <laughs> there have already been a few rookie tight ends to break through in fantasy, and it looks like McBride will be the next. If you remember, McBride was the first rookie tight end off the draft boards in the NFL this past spring. I think I have a Trey McBride dynasty. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. In Dynasty, I'd like it because um um Ertz is old, so So would they would they change that song to Trey McBride's mom's have got it going on. <laughs> I'm not sure nope. that's going right. to happen. <laughs> Leonard Fournette was injured during the Tampa game in Germany. According to reports out of Tampa, it looks like it was uh, just might have been, been an excuse, you know, needed for the team to install Rashad White as starting running back. Yeah. And, of course, Rashad White was the big pickup this week. Of course. In, in the three fantasy leagues I'm in. I'm surprised he's on the on the waiver wire. Yeah, beat writer Greg Allman, not Greg Allman from the Allman. I'm, I'm gonna say, where's his brothers? <laughs> he states that it looks like White will remain the starting running back even after the team's bye week. Wait, a minute, was that racist? What that he said White was going to be the Start, Yeah, well, just saying. Always got to be the white guy. <laughs> Uh, depending on game flow, it'll determine whether White or Fournette will receive more touches. I think Fournette's probably done, right? Well, this he's is, old. This was his last year, yeah, in Tampa. Contract, anyway, right? yeah. Anyway, so Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard will miss extended time with a shoulder injury after Monday Night Football when he was grasped by the face mask, oh. brought down, and the fumbled ball that was picked up by Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The team insists the injury is not season-ending. I'll believe that when I see it. But doesn't that uh, open the door for Tyree Jackson? Oh, I thought the the converted quarterback Tyree Jackson will see, receive more work at tight end. You think of somebody else? Ah, uh, no, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Tyree Jackson. Never even heard of him. <laughs> he's a he's a quarterback. No, playing tight. Basically, the black Taysom Hill. So, does this mean the um, Eagles are falling apart? Is this... 
a lot of teams are falling apart. Nah, like true. it's 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 bizarro NFL. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Bears running back Khalil Herbert has landed on the IR list with an injured hip. Look for Tristan Ebner to receive more work in the Bears' backfield behind starting running back Justin Fields and the number two guy David Montgomery. Right? Yeah, I saw the uh, so saw everybody was picking him up. I'm like, he hasn't done anything all year, <laughs> Tristan right? Tristan Ebner. Yeah, okay. Who's hurt now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is likely to miss another week or two as he continues to rehab his hamstring injury. If you listen to head coach Cliff Kingsbury, though, Murray is day-to-day. So if you, if you are an owner of Murray in fantasy football, continue to uh, pay attention to his practice participation or lack thereof before <laughs> submitting him in your lineup. Also, DeAndre Hopkins, possibly going to miss another game this week. Ah, He's still not 100%. So, And, of course, screws me over because I had to make the decision to Am I going to play DeAndre Hopkins or not? Because they're playing Monday night oh. in Mexico City against San Francisco. See, there is a weird game. Okay, there is a weird game. Remember I was asking you? Yeah. There is a weird game. It's one in Mexico City. Okay. Yep, Mexico City, Monday night. So I have to make a decision way before that because... So I just took him out. He's going to get a rest this week for my yeah. my team. How about that, huh? It's like, just sit down. Another hamstring injury to watch is that of K.J. Hamler, the oft-injured Denver receiver. He's expected to miss another few weeks of action. Go figure. K.J. Hamler and other Denver receivers are going to miss action due to injury. Hmm. Hamler is still coming off a hip and knee surgery that kept him out of most of last season. The now-injured hamstring is not looking good for him. That's the news and notes. Time with all that, all those injuries, it's time to figure out who you're going to start this week and who you're going to bench. Just bench everybody. Go with a blank lineup this week. Especially if you're playing me. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we should change it up this week. Let's start with quarterbacks. Uh, Okay, I can can work with that. To get that reorganized. Yeah. (laughs) My first must start at quarterback this week, Daniel Jones. He's accounted for at least two touchdowns in three of his last four games, and that should continue this week when he faces off against the worst defense in the NFL, the Detroit. No. Don't yeah, say, Detroit Lions. Don't say that. They are the worst NFL. In the, they, no, they're one of the best. They, they Otherwise, how could they have stopped the Packers? Ex- well, you know, that was a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds uh, a nut. There you go. The Lions have allowed the most fantasy points and the seventh most passing yards through 10 weeks. I also like Dak Prescott. Dak. He was a little short last week against Green Bay. (laughs) He was short. (laughs) But his rushing upside means he should be a a shoo-in in almost any lineup this week. They play the Vikings, who are giving up the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And finally, Jimmy Crapopolo. (laughs) <laughs> he has been on the ste- he's been one of the steadiest quarterbacks lately, averaging 17 fantasy points over the last five games. He has also scored the 10th most fantasy points at that position over that span. This week, he plays Arizona and Mexico, who own the sixth worst defense against quarterbacks. They have given up 17 touchdowns through the air, and that is tied for third most in the NFL. They also give up the fourth most passing yards to quarterbacks. There you go. My must starts. Who do you have? I well, I have I have a short list this week. I have oh, two. I have oh, two. I have uh, Daniel Jones as you mentioned. Um, he had two uh, D passes and zero interceptions. A quarterback rating of one fifty three point three because that means so much uh, in week ten. But uh, it's going to be his third game in a row where he had two plus touchdowns and one hundred and ten plus rating. The and the Lions have allowed the most points to quarterbacks and the second most rushing yards to the position so jones is a preferred streaming option in week 11 yes and then because i wanted to go for the obscure yes taylor heineke oh uh he scored 14 plus fantasy points mr old dominion there you go in three of his last four games um you know obviously with the bye weeks everybody's digging a little deeper uh, Heineke can provide uh, adequate production, and receivers give him a lot of upside. 
Houston's out without cornerback Derek Stingley, making the matchup even more appealing. There you go. There you go. I like me a Taylor Heineke. That's it. So I, I'm just taking anybody that played against the Packers because they all look like world beaters against the Packers. <laughs> we moved to the don't bothers at quarterback, and and my my two don't bothers are my two starting quarterbacks in the Shatterhead <laughs> and the Dynasty League. Ouch. We start with Justin Herbert. Yes, he's supposed to be getting Keenan Allen back this week, and maybe even Mike Williams. But Kansas City's defense is is better than it looks on paper. Since he suffered his rib injury, Herbert has not looked the same. No, that's true. He has five straight games under 20 fantasy points, and trust me, I know that. (laughs) My other guy, Joe Burrow. This is a possible bust for you this week if you're going to, that you're going to need to watch for. During their week one matchup, the Steelers picked Burrow off three times and sacked him seven times. Ouch. And that was when the Steelers barely blitzed during the game. This is a tough matchup along with a possible low-scoring game. Plus, there's still no Jamar Chase for Burrow to rely on. There you go. Mm. Your don't bothers? My don't bothers. And we didn't even match up this week. Oh. I have uh, <clears throat> one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Derek Carr. Uh, well, he's he better be good this week after crying in the post game interview last yeah, week. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they don't know what I did. Uh, yeah, he his fantasy season as a whole has been uh, well, let's just say mediocre, and uh, he's averaging fewer points per game than both Jimmy G Ooh. and Jared Goff. Ooh, yeah. So Ooh. that kind of tells you where you want to rank him. Uh, he's got a healthy Devontae Adams. Um, they lost went Renfro. They lost Waller uh, and Mac Hollins. I don't know. That That's just. He wasn't good to begin with. No. And without all those weapons, he's even worse. Now, my number my number two guy. <laughs> my, my favorite guy to put on this list. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, it is a late game. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, so th- this is not meant to be disrespectful to the Vikings because they've had a really good season. Um, Fluke. The Cowboys defense is very good against quarterbacks, except the Packers. Um, <laughs> although, <laughs> and although last week when Aaron Rodgers found success, uh, it was because of a ridiculously touchdown efficient uh, game. And uh, unlike Rodgers, Cousins doesn't have that specialty. He's not particularly efficient. Yeah. So. Sit those two guys. Did, did we talk about the Devontae Adams thing last week where it might be proved to be a really bad move for him to go to Las Vegas? Mm-mm. Where there's talk that Derek Carr might either be traded or not even on the team next year. They've been talking about Derek Carr getting traded or cut or whatever for how many years? How pissed would you be if you're Devontae Adams and you True. sign this big deal to go play with your buddy from college and he leaves or gets traded after the season. Well, either way, he if he stayed with Rodgers, Rodgers could be done after this year. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. All right, we move to running backs. First must start for me, Kenyon Drake. Mm. The, the Ravens have run over three times as many power run plays as zone run plays, which is good news for Drake. He's a preferred Ravens running back this week to start, but understand there's, there's boomer bust scenario in play, depending on the return of Gus Edwards. Yes. Although there have been three instances when a running back coming back from injury, uh, and in two of those instances, the returning back was kept under 10 touches. So I'm going to take Kenyon Drake because who knows? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cordero Patterson. Okay. I'm I'm considering him a running back. Yes. You can expect Patterson to return to double-digit carries this week in a great matchup against... A bad run defense in Chicago. (laughs) They are the fifth best matchup for opposing running backs, and that's not good. Patterson could be a high-level RB, too. So get him on your roster or your lineup. And finally, Tony Pollard. Despite the fact that this is going to be a tougher matchup, Elliott is still going to be missing from action this week. Minnesota is a bottom-eight matchup for fantasy running backs. However... Pollard saw six targets in week 10, giving him potential use above and beyond just running the ball. Tony Pollard. Your must starts? 
All right. Well, I'm going to start out. We talked earlier about the injury to Khalil Herbert. Yep. I'm going to go to David Montgomery. <laughs> I thought you were going to go to Tristan Ebner. No. <laughs> that would be a surprise, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, again, because of the, the prowess that Justin Fields has shown running the ball, um, Montgomery has kind of been in the shadows a little bit. Uh, he's one of the traditionally one of the most underrated fantasy backs, and this year is no different. Uh, due to the injury of Khalil Herbert, though, he's got a real opportunity to be a boom option this week. I also have Cordell Patterson. Cor- Cor- Cordero. Cordero Patterson. Um, or as, as the football guys talk during the game, Corderell. Corderell. It's just where you put the emphasis. Cordelaine, Idaho. <laughs> uh, so Patterson has five rushing TDs in six games this season, and he's aiming for his fourth game in a row at home with a rushing touchdown. Uh, he played for the Bears in 19 and 20. So we have, of course, the uh, – darn it, it's jumped out of my head. The, the uh, – What? He wants to come back and beat his old team. Oh, the um, revenge game. Revenge game. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> it just doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, Deontay Foreman. Oh. Um, obviously had the Achilles, uh, horrible Achilles injury a few years back. Um, now with the trade of uh, Christian Leighton. Or Leighton. <laughs> Jesus. You're, you're bad a thousand. Wow. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he's really been giving the opportunity, and he's been flourishing in it. Um, he rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown last week, and he's um, got 115-plus rushing yards in three of his past four games. I must have a carbon monoxide leak in my new car. <laughs> yeah, I got something going on. Uh, last guy, I threw this guy in here just because. Well, because Tristan Ebner, you'll, you'll see why. JD McKissick, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, he's the rookie for Kansas City. Um, he rushed for 82 yards on 16 carries last week. Uh, played in a season high 56 percent of the snaps. Meanwhile, preseason favorite Clyde Edwards, Elaire, <laughs> <laughs> played on just six percent of the snaps. Oh. oh yeah! I trust me. I had a layer in my starting oh. lineup last week. Could you put? Could you push the button? <laughs> which which one is that? The Homer. I have no idea who that no. is. No. Um, Boy, everyone is stupid except me. I've been saying Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a junk. <laughs> I started him last week, and I'm like, is he hurt? How did I get a big zero from this guy? He's not good. He's <laughs> not good. Oh, man. And then um, I actually, speaking of Isaiah Pacheco, I tried to make a trade for him this week. Oh. You know, the Tsunami sent out a big text message. Oh, I didn't see it. I oh, it, well, it, you, it had to have been. It was, it was in the text message regarding Monday Night Football. When we're, oh, okay. So he said, hey, I'm, I'm uh, interested in trading away Isaiah Pacheco. Looking for a wide receiver, too. Okay. I'm like, okay. Well, I offered him Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Okay. For Isaiah Pacheco. Oh. Like, for, same for, team. For, foreshadowing. Doesn't even have to trade, change jerseys. You know? Same team. Boom. Nope. Not nope. a... Crickets. Oh. Crickets. Crickets. I should have a little sounder of crickets. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> We move to don't bother running backs. My first one, Jamal Williams. The primary appeal for Jamal Williams is his touchdown scoring Mm -hmm. potential. However, this week against the Giants, their run defense has been pretty good. They kept the Bills out of the end zone last week. Well, to be fair, the Bills don't run the ball. (laughs) Not a lot. (laughs) Of the 12 carries that RB has had from the 10-yard line or closer, only twice has the RB running back scored against the Giants. Oh. That is the best of any team that has seen at least that many carries. So uh, don't expect much from Jamal Williams. On top of that, DeAndre Swift is back practicing. Oh, God, he's got to play. I need him to play. <laughs> I need him. 
And my last don't bother running back, Kareem Hunt. No. The Browns have given us pretty much all the evidence we need to know that you can no longer trust Kareem Hunt. Even in a favorable matchup. The only chance Hunt would have this week would have been playing in the snow and wind. (laughs) And the NFL chickened out on that. So So his minimal workload makes him a tough guy to trust in any lineup. Don't bother for you. All right. Don't bother for me. I'm going to start with Mr. D- uh, you thought you thought I was going to go with Clyde Edwards Hiller, didn't you? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I'm not, not You're doing You're going that. with his brother, Travis Etienne? I'm going, oh, yeah. <laughs> brother from another mother. <laughs> I have uh, Daryl Henderson, okay. Rams against the Saints. Oh, Rams are just horrible. And yeah, the, Ram, the Rams alone are horrible. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Daryl Henderson. They've never really viewed him as a, as a uh, workhorse back. And they're not anymore. Well, and then you, you know, Cam Akers is supposed to be the guy in the in the in the doghouse, and now it's Daryl Henderson. Yeah, that that coach just seems to have a screw loose. Um, his, his skinny jeans are too tight. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Henderson's been the only back to have any semblance of competence, but they're unwilling to use him. They, you know, crapped on Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's. And don't they have? Isn't uh, Kyrie Williams? Kyrene Williams? Isn't he coming back? And yeah, Kyron, Kyron Kyron Williams or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be the guy. Um, also, James Connor. Oh, Arizona. I haven't heard about him in a long time. I know. I haven't uh, haven't mentioned him in a while. But um, they got a tough matchup, and uh, I mean, I um, uh, shit, the starting quarterback. Uh, Matthew Kyler Stafford? Murray, Ky- Kyler, oh, Murray. Kyler Murray, uh, may or may not play. Yeah. Or not sure on this whole thing. So I just think it's a keep all your Cardinal players yes. off your lineup. Yeah, because I mean Hopkins and Bland's like I <laughs> forget it. Yeah, I would I would just set counters for this week. Uh, we move to the final position. That's wide receiver. My first must start for this week: Kadarius Tony with Juju Smith Schuster and Nicole Hardman not expected to play. Tony should see even more playing time. Tony should be familiar with the Chiefs play system. And you have the crazy head coach, mm-hmm. um, Andy Reid, out there who's had all this time to work up new, fun little special plays to yeah. exploit Tony's talent. So I like him this week. I also like Paris Campbell. His recent track record with Matt Ryan is great. And Indianapolis simply does not have another reliable target beyond Paris Campbell and they and they got um they got a um a real or fake or real coach now yeah so yeah they're actually letting Ryan play so so you have Paris Campbell and you have Michael Pittman that that's about it yeah they traded their uh big time pass catching running back so they yeah they only have Jonathan Taylor True. who did I mention I got for fifteen dollars in the guillotine league? oh you did yeah I'm surprised somebody didn't bid more like twenty five or or sixteen yeah. <laughs> Indy is likely to be playing from behind, which is good news for the production of the receivers. Uh, I also finally like Garrett Wilson. No, oh. I'm starting him because it would be a stunner if he didn't lead the Jets in targets in a matchup they'll have to be chasing points in. Yeah, expect seven catches and maybe 80 yards as a floor, hmm. making him a pretty good number two wide receiver in PPR and a low end starter in non PPR formats. Your must starts. Okay, I will say I am going out on a limb on okay. my must starts. Oh. But so th- this is for Dan. This is all for Dan. Uh, my number one must start, Allen Robinson. He's really getting in your head, isn't he? No, <laughs> I just like poking the bear. <laughs> Allen Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Uh, he had four four receptions for forty four yards last week. Uh, doesn't have seventy yards receiving in a game this season. Uh, only one TD reception in the past seven games. However, however, Cooper Cup is out. Yes. Is Matt Stafford playing, though? That doesn't matter. It doesn't? It doesn't. Even if it's a backup, you'll be all right? got to throw the ball. Yeah. Somebody's got to catch it. Yeah, because they don't have a running back. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just think, I think Robinson, if, if he's ever going to do anything, this is the time. So I'm going to throw him in there. Um you had mentioned earlier about uh, Kansas City. Yeah, uh, I did not go with 
the new acquiree. Kadarius? I went with Marcus Valded Scantling. Who who a certain team could get for a measly Isaiah Pacheco. See see what I'm saying? I, I said you were foreshadowing my oh, whole thing. Good. Uh so Juju Smith Schuster, McCole Hardman, like you said. Um obviously there's all the the hype about Kadarius Tony. But Valdez Scantling should figure into the passing game for Kansas City this week, and with just though, even if it's just those two guys, they're, they're going to put some points up. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, go. I also had Garrett Wilson, who you mentioned, uh, the ascending Jets rookie, led the team with eight catches and eight, uh, 92 yards in Week Nine, uh, his third game of 90 plus receiving yards this season. Most among rookies, by the way. Wow. Uh, he had six catches and 115 yards in week eight, the meeting with New England. Uh, he ranked second among rookies with 42 catches and 521 receiving yards a season. So I see him being uh, a, a good number two guy. And lastly, Nico Collins. Oh, Houston. Yes, Nico Collins. Uh, he led the Texans with a season-high five catches for only 49 yards and notched his first TD of the season last week. He has 50-plus receiving yards in two of his past three games. The other one was 49, by the way. <laughs> uh, he's healthy now and has the opportunity to contribute uh, on a more um, pass-needy Houston team. So I think he's going to be good. Right. Which we finish off now with the don't bothers. Mm-hmm. First guy, DJ Moore. Oh. I expect the Panthers this week to be employing a slow-paced offensive plan. Right. Deontay Foreman. Yes. yes. Moore is also going to draw the most attention from the defense, meaning his targets are going to be fewer than he will need to make him a profitable impact for your fantasy team. With not much hope for 15 PPR points, you should probably be looking for someone else to get in your lineup. Also, Amari Cooper. Mm. He has not been good for the Browns on the road this year, and this is a matchup against a motivated Buffalo defense. Oh, I was going to say, aren't you worried about all that snow? Oh, that's right. The Bills aren't the toughest matchup, but you are still looking at a bottom 14 fantasy wide receiver matchup against Buffalo. There you go. Your don't bothers? My don't bothers. Well, again, because I said don't play Kirk Cousins, I'm going with Adam Thielen. Uh, He's had some fantasy relevant games this season, but uh, he's no longer the Adam Thielen of old. Um, we're going to say father time has finally caught yeah. up to him. Um, Those he, white receivers seem to slow down a lot faster. Well, he, he also went underwent uh, the ankle surgery the past off season. And, uh, I think that's been limiting his, his range and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's old for, for a wide receiver. Yes. Uh, second guy, um, AJ Brown. Oh, He's, he's coming off a one-reception, seven-yard performance on Monday. Yeah, because he, he tweaked his ankle, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I fear that this is going to be another tough week because uh, he faces a Colts team that's allowing the second-fewest fantasy points to the position. Oops. So the Colts aren't good, but their defense ain't bad. Right. So They just I, can't score any points. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, I, yeah, A.J. Brown's my number two guy. All right. Well, there you go. We got your your starting lineup solidified, so you're set there. Now, we just need to get you some 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 Christmas shopping money, some bankroll. And the way to do that is with this next segment. <laughs> Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. That's right. It's it's time for our sports investing page, and you can you can check out all our bets on the sports investing page of our website, cffpodcast.com. Um bets are gonna all, all be up there. Uh hopefully you didn't check early this week. <laughs> Thursday night did not well, I mean my six leg Thursday night football round robin parlay did all right. You didn't make enough money to pay off the bet, but you didn't lose a lot. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, so um, lost about fifty bucks. I only which, lost. I only lost five, which is still a loss. <laughs> I only lost five. <laughs> oh, because I can't man. get off, I can't get off the stupid uh, <laughs> player props. But yeah, uh, but you were all right on the only one you lost on was. Um, 
Robert Tunyon. Uh, uh, the Green Bay over Tennessee. Yeah. Actually, you lost on three out of four. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> okay. Not good. But it was only five bucks. Yeah. My my early week college bets, not too bad. Uh, one, two, three, four. Lost four. Won four. Okay. So a little bit breaking. Well, no, because I lost. I parlayed them all. So I'm a little under on that. But that's how we make it up today and tomorrow. That's correct. And we're going to start with the college bets. I am uh, a little disheartened in my college picking. <laughs> so we, we made it really simple this week. Okay. I picked four games. Wow. Single bets. And then we're just going to parlay them all. So the parlay on all four games is $5. You can win sixty seven ninety two if all four of these win. And okay. They, and they will. Okay. Plus the money you're going to get on the four single bets. So altogether, it's a $25 outlay. And with my betting, that is five units. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> One unit per bet. <laughs> we start with TCU versus Baylor. TCU is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, the Frogs have won each of their last five road games, and they are 12 and three against the spread in their last 15 meetings with Baylor. I am comfortable with them only giving up two and a half points, so I will take TCU. They are playing for a championship. They're still undefeated and uh, tougher than they look, so I will take TCU. My next game, Washington State minus four and a half versus Arizona. Now, I'm not even thinking this game is going to be close. Washington State has won four of their last five meetings with the Arizona Wildcats, and they're on a on a run that has seen them cover the spread in seven of their last nine games. So, give me give me the I'll lay the four and a half. I mean, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Next, what I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Next one: Minnesota minus three versus Iowa. The Golden Gophers have been tough on their own field. There's probably going to be some snow because it is Minnesota. Minnesota, dear he. <laughs> They're covering in six of their last seven games. And I think they're going to use the home field to their advantage and get the win. And finally, Central Florida versus Navy over 52 and a half. There should be a lot of scoring this game, especially from UCF. Give me the over. And there you go. Like I said, I'm going to parlay off four of those games with a chance to win another $67.92. Your college picks or? Well, I do want to say... um Last week I had some luck. I did the whole board. Yes, I, I had yes. I had some luck. I, I I lucked into some uh, into some money. So um, yeah, you had uh, let's see, I had the seven, Harley win for thirty five dollars, and I had the seven team ACC yes. round robin twenty four hundred dollar win right there. There you go. You lost one of the games. Yeah, that would have been sweet to have all of them. But. Oh, that would that would have been a lot of money. Yeah, but yeah, that so, was fun. Four hundred sixty dollar bet, and you won. Two thousand dollars more than that. Yeah, that not, that makes your bankroll look pretty good. Not a bad week. Um, so what I did this week instead of doing the whole the whole board again because it's already been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I showed you how to do it. So I broke I broke up uh, the games into early, late, or early, mid afternoon and late games. Okay, and then I did some other stuff um, that I'm playing with. So I got an early parlay of. Navy versus uh, Navy plus 15 and a half against UCF. Okay. I got Illinois plus 17 and a half uh, versus Michigan. I got UTSA minus 13 and a half uh, versus Rice. And Washington State, as you earlier mentioned, mm-hmm. minus four against Arizona. There you go. So that's my early parlay. Afternoon parlay is Louisiana Tech versus Charlotte. I'm taking Charlotte plus two and a half. Western Kentucky plus five and a half uh, against Auburn. And Iowa on the money line uh, against Minnesota. Evening parlay. Tennessee minus 22 against South Carolina. Oklahoma State plus 7 against Oklahoma. I have Ole Miss against Arkansas. Arkansas plus 2.5. I am taking in that game uh, Jason or Jackson. I believe it's Jackson. It's with an X. Yes. Jackson Dart over 211 and a half passing yards. Okay. I assume that's going to kill me in the whole thing. Um, <laughs> not, not 
<laughs> Not much, I don't think. And then I'm taking Utah on the money line uh, plus a hundred plus one fifteen against Oregon. That's that I think is a good a good pick because uh, they're saying Bo Nix will not probably play. He's oh. a game time decision. There you go for Oregon. I'm liking it. And then I'm going to mix in a couple other things. There, there are games where, like the Boston College Notre Dame game, I, I wanted to bet, but I'm finding stuff on both sides. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to bet it. One of those you avoid. So I got it. Yeah, but I got my I got my money long money line underdog parlay, which is Arkansas versus Old Miss, USC UCLA. I'm taking UCLA, Iowa against Minnesota. I'm taking Iowa, and then Utah against Oregon. I'm repeating them. All right. Uh, Any other degenerate stuff you want to get into? Oh, I have my, I have my, <laughs> my I do have my, my money line round robin. Here we go. Uh, had, had to get a round robin <laughs> in there. This is where the two thousand dollars just magically disappears. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I have Utah, Arkansas, Charlotte, okay, Baylor, okay, Arizona. Oh boy. Temple six and Vanderbilt seven underdogs yep. in a round robin in a round robin <sighs> just for fun there you go just for fun not just no 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 games just for fun just for fun just for fun because right now my <laughs> my bankroll is plus almost twenty five hundred dollars yeah there you go it's it's because I can. <laughs> I gotta do it while I can. I made out of money soon. <laughs> and now we move to the to the big time. We move to the NFL. The the big boys are playing. Again, I am uh taking it easy this weekend. I have my five team underdog round robin parlay, which God, I hope one of these comes in. <laughs> I would like to just win three of the games so I can at least double my money yeah. once. Yeah. I'd be fine. I'm going Chicago over Atlanta. Houston over Washington. The Jets over New England, Minnesota over Dallas, and Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. It's a $55 bet, round robin parlay, five and three ways. If all five games win, $1,031.68. No. Right? Oh. That's like three guar- or five guaranteed wins right there. No? Maybe. No. I mean, no. I mean I'm, I'm on the opposite side of a couple, but... You never know. All right. And then I have um, eight games I'm betting in the NFL. Again, these are all single bets, and then I do a parlay at the end for all the games. All right? We start with Chicago plus three versus Atlanta. So it's, it's very difficult to figure out where either of these two teams stand. I do know one thing. The Falcons are particularly bad against the run game. Hmm. And that's a good thing for Chicago because they're – incapable of throwing the ball. Yeah. But damn they can run. Yeah. Buffalo versus Cincinnati. Now this is gonna screw me up. In Buffalo versus Cleveland? Oh I'm sorry, Buffalo versus Cleveland. Yes, you are correct. Um this is the game that's probably gonna score screw screw up my parlay. No. Because I made this bet thinking that they were going to play in the snow. Oh good point. I'm taking the under 41 and a half. Oh okay. And it's gonna hurt. Because I was expecting three to four feet of snow in Buffalo, and they got that. Yeah, I didn't think the NFL would move the game. So five dollars gone. <laughs> Just kissing goodbye. Next one: California plus or California, Carolina plus thirteen versus Baltimore. The Ravens have yet to cover a spread in any of their home games this year. Plus, the offensive banged up. Um, Mark Andrews gone. Uh, don't know what's going on with the running backs. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, not really 100%. No. no. So perhaps starting a Baker Mayfield for Carolina will keep this one close. We'll see. <laughs> Next one, Houston plus three versus Washington. Washington's coming off a very high-energy win over Philly, and now they're playing on a short week. I like the Texans to keep this one close and maybe even win it outright. Philadelphia minus six and a half versus Indy. This started off as Philly minus 10 and a half. Then the Monday night game happened. Mm. I am happy to take the discount for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Jets plus three and a half versus New England. The Jets are 4-0 against the spread on the road, and they already know how the Patriots plan to attack them. The Jets need to limit the turnovers, and they should keep this within the number. 
New Orleans minus four versus the Rams. Who would have ever thought the Saints would be favored in this game? (laughs) Picking the Saints to cover a game greater than a field goal may be crazy, but the Rams look like they have hit rock bottom this season, especially with Cooper Cup sidelined. And finally, Giants minus three versus Detroit. The Giants put up 200 rush yards against Houston, and now they go against the 31st ranked rush defense in the NFL. Give me the Giants by a field goal. Your NFL picks. Okay, I got just a couple to share with you today, and I'll, I'll put the rest, the rest of them up there. The rest will be a surprise tomorrow yeah, yeah. on the cffpodcast.com website. Well, I'll just give you the I'll give you the single games that I got, and then uh, I got a couple things that I'm parlays that I'm working on. I'm not going to do the uh, six point teaser because it doesn't ever seem to work out no, for me. So I'm no. going to just skip that this week. Okay. Okay. I got the Browns uh, and the Bills. I'm taking the Bills minus eight. Okay. I got the Bears plus three against the Falcons. I have the uh, Cardinals plus eight against the Niners. I have the Steelers plus four against the Bengals. The Patriots minus three and a half against the Jets. The Eagles minus six and a half against the Colts. Like you said, I'm mm-hmm. taking the discount. Uh, and then I've got two money lines. I've got Cowboys <laughs> minus 120 against the Vikings. All right. I've got the Steelers plus 190 against the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to find one more. I'm going to make it a three-team okay. uh, money line parlay. And then I'm going to do the I'm going to do a parlay with the Eagles first half minus three and a half. Uh, Oh, actually, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet the Eagles minus six and a half with their first half minus three and a half. Okay, all that, right. That's a little combo. And then any more fun stuff you can find? Yeah, I'll, I'll find a tomorrow. couple. I'll, I'll do the like I said. I'll do the money line parlay. I, I was going to do something where I had a um, round robin, but I can't find anything that's yeah it, doable. It's it's a scary week. Yeah. Yeah. So. so there you go. Remember, don't bet anymore. You can afford to lose, and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing. And we made that obvious last week. Well, Wayne didn't. Well, Wayne, Wayne, one of his big bets came in. Lucked on one of them. That's all you got to (laughs) do. So uh, Wayne admitted that he's going to be paying in the club today. So we're going to get in there right now. That's right. The longest running episodic segment of this podcast. Most popular segment. Why? Because men are shallow. Yeah. Shallow hell. Exactly. (laughs) It's a Fantasy Girl segment, everybody. Check it out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. This week, we go with one of Wayne's suggestions. Oh, this is from one of my movies? Yes. Okay. Stephanie Kyle. You don't remember? No, I just send them when I see them. <laughs> I don't pay that much attention. God almighty. I'm watching a movie. I was like, yeah, she's pretty uh, nice. Uh, there you go. Better send that to Dave. But she's not a model. <laughs> Stephanie Christina Kyle Sanguinetti. Oh, wow. She was born April 8th. Uh, I don't remember the year. She's a Peruvian actress, singer, and songwriter. She was born in Lima, Peru, and started her acting career at the age of nine, on the Peruvian television show, Travis Thurth del Corazon. Wow. Okay. She later appeared in several TV series, particularly gaining international exposure, playing the lead female character in the internationally broadcast Bezos Robados. Oh, I think I've seen that several times. (laughs) Have you, though? Without subtitles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When she was still very young, she moved to New York by herself to study acting and dancing. At the age of 18, she moved to Colombia and started singing and writing songs at early at early years in her family um, school dance studio. Hmm. Jesus Christ. An art school uh, that focused on dance, music, and acting for young talents. She currently stars in a TV series, Force of Nature. Is that what I sent you, the Force yeah. of Nature one? Yeah. It's a series? I don't know. I just assumed it was. Oh, I think it's a movie. It's just a movie? I think it was just a movie, yeah. In the movie, Force of Nature, shows how much I yeah. I don't watch movies. Yeah. Unless they're good ones. I just I just flipped through. 
eight, <laughs> the, the the eighteen different apps my daughter has, and <laughs> the Peruvian actress, singer, and songwriter stands five foot six inches tall. She weighs one hundred thirteen pounds. Light brown hair and hazel eyes. She wears a size four dress, and her measurements are. And as you know, everybody, Wayne likes to start with the waist. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play safe. I'm going to go 24. Close enough. It's 25. Oh God. I'm, I almost said 23. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I stayed with the oh. same. <laughs> Chess. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to go. I know I'm going to be wrong on this one because this this is this is a little bad one. Get screwed up, but, on I, this. but I'm going by the <clears throat> I'm going by the side shot here. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go 35, 32, 32D. I was going to say 34, and I still yeah. would have been off. So, yeah. and finally hips. <clears throat> Remember, she's Peruvian. Yeah, I was uh-huh. I was looking at the swimsuit the the side swimsuit one. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with 36. Close enough, 35, 32, oh. 22, or 32, 25, 35. That's a that's a odd combination. Of yes. Yeah, okay. Stephanie Ko, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week. Check her out on the website cffpodcast.com, where you can see everything else that we've talked about. But this is probably the first page you'll go to. It's the most important. We we know where our bread's buttered. <laughs> It's the longest running segment for a reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it, everybody. If if you if you want to suggest some fancy girls, absolutely. I have two more that were suggested by Wayno. I'm I was watching movies. I had I had a weekend where I was just watching movies. <laughs> so those will be coming up the next two weeks. <laughs> you can send your suggestions to us at the at the Mission Barbecue email cffpodcast at hotmail dot com, or you can leave a voice message or a text message. On the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249. Because as we do know, Spark is now a permanent, a permanent flavor. flavor. So we can leave it as the Spark. Yes, yeah. until we find something better we like. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, And you don't have to just leave fantasy girls. You can leave all your fantasy football questions. Yeah, anything. We'll, we'll answer them all. Yeah, no. I'll even be honest with you about whether or not start Christian Watson. Exactly. When he's going to throw, catch two touchdowns. And, <laughs> oh, as a matter of fact, uh, I wanted to recircle on that bet we made on the yeah, <clears throat> yes. Packers wide receivers. And, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Cause he didn't get a lot of yardage, but he got, he, he got two have, more touchdowns. So we five are five freaking touchdowns. And uh, we are at, I believe 10 and I need 14. Oh, let's, let's go back. Luckily I have the website right here. Okay. We are, let's see, home. It's on the homepage, everyone. There you go. Best and place for it. Eight touchdowns. I need 11. So he's at 10 right now. So 10 or they, the three of them there. So are you only 10. need one more. So you, that's a lock. We'll combine for, yes. So that one I'm going to win. I don't remember how many yards he had. 40 something. Okay. So, so a over 600. we're in a little over 600 yards. Yep. So I'm 400 away from that about. Um, four. He had two receptions or three? Uh, no, I thought he had four. Four? I thought he had four for 40. So he's at 53, let's say. Yeah. He needs 89 receptions. That one's going to be tough. I'm, I'm still feeling comfortable in the receptions and oh. yards. So the TDs. TDs here. I you get five in, you get five in four days. Green, and I'll be able to turn that green pretty soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah. Uh, oh, Lamar. by the way, the, the since we're looking at this, uh, yes. do you want to just give up on the Aaron Rodgers winning MVP? No, no, not yet. Gonna, There's still gonna, time. Do you want to give up and pay all, all, the pay guys, all three guys? All, all the guys that are supposed to you know, be the MVP, they're all getting hurt and they're all starting to suck. Aaron Rodgers might come back and just win this thing. Oh, and you want to give up? With, with a circus tent of receivers. Do you want to give up on the uh, Green Bay will win more than one playoff game? No. You want to give up on that no, one too? No, no, no. <laughs> No, they can still make the playoffs. <laughs> Scroll down a little bit. I just want to see. I want to see. I see you got two wins here. Yep. I see. I got two wins here. I got three wins. One, okay. two. So I have three wins. You have one, two. Uh, you're probably going to win the MVP. No, one. I got. I got the Tom Brady. 
Yep. I got. You have the uh, Hunter Renfro versus Debo Samuel. Oh, okay. You're going to lose to Christian Watson. will be Green Bay's number one receiver in Dynasty. How am I going to lose that? He's not going to be the Green Bay Packers' number one receiver in Dynasty. Bob Tunyon might beat him out. Not for not for dynasty scoring. He's got he's got five touchdowns in two games. Okay, that's the only two games he's caught anything in. He's just starting, my friend. Oh my goodness! He's just starting. Oh, you have your glasses on. <laughs> oh Lord, the Lamar Jackson one. You're continuing to slip. I know that one scares me a little bit because he's injured now. Well, so. well, well, but he he only slipped this week because they were bye week. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's good. But, I had, but, but that, I had to get that six in there. It made me feel better. He's he's coming back as as uh, <laughs> yeah. He's coming back as uh, as injured. So that's yeah. not good. So it's it's getting a little closer than I than I like it to be. But huh. what are you gonna do? But that's it, everybody. Hope you have a great week. Hope your team does well. Hopefully, I can. I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> Hopefully, my guillotine legal survive one more one more week. We'll see. Got to keep going. Yep. Got to keep going. So that's it for the show, everybody. Have a good one. And always remember, be good. Because good is good. See ya. See ya.